0: Message you're about listening to is a sermon by Bishop George Ajiman, the General Overseer of, of Winners Chapel, Ghana. Be encouraged, inspired, and uplifted as he brings the word of life to your spirit and soul. I brought you a word that I titled Money Matters in the Kingdom of God, and I said that we will continue today. We look at how God desires that we have money, but not for money to have us. Money is a defense in our lives, in our society, in our churches, wherever. Money is a defense. God wants us to have money. To have money is not a sin. To have money and not for money to have you, right? To have money brings glory to God. The scripture says he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. In Genesis chapter 26, when Isaac was obedient unto the Lord, the Bible says he prospered and continued to prosper until he became very prosperous. Having it, is part of kingdom blessing. And last week, I made a profound statement, and I'm going to repeat that statement, and then we will take it up from there. I said last week, if you will remember, there is a settled plan to get your needs met, a struggle-free and a worry-free plan and strategy. That will always work any time, any day, anywhere. There is a plan God has put in place. And it is my prayer that today, as you embrace the plan, you will position yourself in order for the plan to work for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you. It is needful that you hear this in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Not bits and pieces of scripture, No. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. All scripture is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So there is the four sides of scripture. Either it is coming to build you up in your faith, in your doctrine, or it is coming to, to you to let you know that what you are doing in some things are not correct. And so you are reproved so that you can cor- correct. You are reproved. You are rebuked. All scripture is for correction. And then number four, it is for instruction. So that you will know how to go about Things in this life. All scripture is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction. Some of you will hear words of reproof today, and the same word to someone may be corrective. To another person, God may be instructing you that, ha, this is the way to go. So it is my prayer that we will embrace this and see a change in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Money is of God. It's not of this world. (laughs) Money is of God. Uh, Joseph, you remember Joseph? When he interpreted the dream for Pharaoh, Pharaoh put him in charge of his kingdom. And in the days of Joseph with the spirit of God and the fear of God in Joseph, the whole of the land became enriched. In fact, prosperity is a byproduct of knowing God. If you are not prosperous, I doubt whether you have known God as you should know him. (laughs) Ask yourself. Don't look at anybody. When it comes to money matters, don't interfere in somebody's business. Ask yourself. If indeed I am a child of God, Am I prospering? So today, some of you may hear the word of doctrine, the word of reproof, the word of correction, the word of instruction. May the Lord help each and every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. We read that passage last week. And today, as we look at the continuation, money matters in the kingdom of God. Today, we'll be looking at God's plan that he has put in place for us. But Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, he said, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, And all the things that the Gentiles are looking for shall be added unto you. See, the word of assurance God is giving you that I have a plan in place. A plan that when you get to know and you put it to work in your life, the things that the Gentiles are killing themselves out there looking for, I will add them to you. (laughs) that is how secure the plan is that is how God has underwritten that plan God says it will not fail follow it and the things that the Gentiles are looking for they shall be added unto you. <laughs> I pray you are a believer in God. Maybe I should ask you that question. Are you a believer in God? Are you? Are you? <laughs> Do you believe His word? Do you believe that the word of God is infallible? That is the word of God cannot fail. Do you believe that if you lean on him. It will end well for you. Will you like the psalmist. Say. Some trust in horses. Some trust in chariots. But we will remember. Remember. The name of the Lord, our God. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. I pronounce the safety of God upon your lives. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the plan? Open with me to the book of Malachi. Malachi and chapter 3, I read from verse 8, Malachi chapter 3 verse 8, will a man rob God? Yet, you have robbed me, but you say, in what way have we robbed you? And God responds, in tithes and offerings. And because you have robbed God in tithes and offerings, verse 9, you are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me. Verse 10, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this That is the extent to which this plan is unfailing. Hmm. Try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be enough room to receive it. What is that? For you To have room that cannot contain the blessing of God. What is it? Prosperity. And try me now in this. The mouth of the Lord God Almighty is speaking. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing, that there will not be enough room for you to receive it. And he continues, verse 11, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And he continues, this time, to show off. And all nations will call you blessed <laughs> for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Praise the Lord. Something I want you to take note of. There is a phrase, there is a phrase that runs through verse 10, verse 11, verse 12. One phrase like that. It's mentioned in verse 10, it's mentioned in verse 11, it's mentioned in verse 12. If you have a Bible, quickly read those three verses and see if you can identify what that phrase is. The same phrase is mentioned in verse 10, It is repeated in verse 11, and it is repeated in verse 12. The same phrase, the same phrase. How many have seen it? You have seen the phrase. The same phrase is repeated in verse 10, verse 11, verse 12. If you have seen it, stand up. Let me see. Okay. You are sure? All of you standing, are you sure it's the same phrase that is? (laughs) So I can call one of you. To come and read the phrase, and all of you say, that is it. Yeah. Okay, I want a volunteer from one of you standing. You just volunteer, not the pastors. You just volunteer. Oh, okay, come, come. You are coming, come. Okay, what you will do is, you will read it in verse 10, and then read it in verse 11, and read it in verse 12. Thank you. Praise the Lord. In verse 10, there is the Lord of hosts. It's okay. Yes, say yes. Thank you very much. You are correct. Congratulations. You are following me. All right. Thank you very much. All of you are correct. Says the Lord of hosts. It is there in verse 10. It is there in verse 11. It is there in verse 12. God is confirming that this is what my mouth is saying. Those of you that didn't see, have you seen now? (laughs) Hallelujah. Verse 10, says the Lord of hosts. Verse 11, says the Lord of hosts. Verse 12, says the Lord of hosts. Every little phrase he makes, he punctuates with, this is the mouth of the Lord speaking it. This is the mouth of the Lord speaking it. This is the mouth of the Lord speaking it. For you to know that this is not coming from Paul or Peter or James or John. This is the mouth of the Lord speaking it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, this commandment bring the tithes into my house. This is the master key to financial miracles in the kingdom of God. Who write it. This is the master key. This is the principal anchor. This is the chief cornerstone to financial abundance in the kingdom. Number two: Titan cannot be escaped it is an inescapable covenant obligation you can't run away from it there are some of you here that are telling me bishop you are a liar the whole of this year I haven't paid tight and you are telling me I cannot run away from it wait until I finish my message it is an inescapable covenant obligation number 3 no one escapes poverty and lack when they do not pay their tithe write it that is point number 3 no one escapes poverty and lack when they do not pay their tithe. Yeah? Somebody say, Bishop, you are a liar. I've not been paying, but I'm cool. (laughs) Number four. No matter how much you give out in other forms, anywhere, once the tithe is out of place, The curse of Malachi 3.9 operates. It doesn't matter because some of you have devised ways and means. Bishop, instead of bringing the tithe to the church and the church doesn't have need, and there are so many people out there on the street who have need, can I not take the tithe and give to the people on the street? The answer is what? That is the fourth point today. No matter how much you give out in other forms, anywhere, once the tithe is out of place, the curse of Malachi 3, 9 operates. Number five, kingdom prosperity is impossible without tithing. Kingdom prosperity is impossible without tithing. Now, why does God put such a premium on the payment of tithes? Why is it so important? Why is God saying that outside of the tithe, no one can prosper? What is the tithe in a way? What is so special about the tithe? Three points. Number one, look at Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. Have you seen it? The first word, the first word in Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 is what? What? The first word is what? Is what? Bring. Bring. All right? Bring. 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 Not give, but bring. Bring implies that it is with you. So, bring it. Is that correct? Is that correct? It is with you, so bring it. If it is not with you, how can you bring it? So, the first thing is bring, which means it is with you. If God is saying, bring. The second implication is that it is not yours, but his. So, bring. It is not yours. If it were yours, he would politely ask. But bring is a command. Bring is not asking you to. Bring. Is commanding you to bring because it is with you. Bring because it is not yours. So, the first thing about tithes, you do not give tithes, you bring the tithes. Bring all the tithes two meanings or two points to note. Bring because you have it. Bring because it is not yours. The owner is asking you to bring it. Do you get those two points? They are all embedded in that one word, bring. The tithe is not given. It is brought. Because The tithe belongs to God. But it is in the custody of the believer. Bring all the tithe into the storehouse because you have it. If you didn't have it, he won't ask you to bring it. Number two, Bring it, because it is not yours. So, God has put in your custody that which is His. Leviticus chapter 27, verse 30. And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land, All of the fruit of the tree is what? Is what? Is what? Is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. So when you sit on the (laughs) tithe. You are sitting on an abomination. You remember when the Ark of the Covenant was placed in the Temple of Dagon. You remember that story? They placed the Ark of the Covenant in the Temple of Dagon. The following morning, when they went to the temple, what did they see? Dagon had bowed. And they said, no, 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 Dagon. It is the ark, rather, that should bow to you. So they used their hand to raise their God back. The following day, what happened? Dagon had bowed, his hand taken away, legs taken away. Any day, any believer sits, first you will bow in shame. Continue not to release. Don't be afraid of me. Continue not to give the tide. Your hand, your leg. And continue not to. Then you will see. Leviticus chapter 27 and verse 30. All the tide of the land, whether of the seed of the land, all of the fruit of the tree is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. Verse 32. Leviticus 27 verse 32. Just jump 31 and go to 32. Verse 32. And concerning the tides of the head or of the flock of whatever passes under the road, the tenth one shall be holy unto the Lord. It belongs to God. Have you thought about why God said in Malachi 3.8? What did God say in Malachi 3.8? Ah, Malachi 3.8. What did God say? Will a man rob God? Why did God make that statement? Because that which belongs to him, he has put in your custody. And now, bring it. You say, Oga, excuse me. All right? That which is not yours, that which belongs to him, now bring. You say, so he now sees you as what? He now sees you as what? Open your mouth and say it. He now sees you as what? (laughs) Thank you for listening to this sermon by Bishop George Adjerman. We hope you have been blessed. To get more of this podcast, log on to our website, www.winnersghana.org. You can also follow his handle at BishopGeorgeAdjerman on Facebook and SoundCloud. God richly bless you.